Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives Look Back, How It's Going, where Cody, Robin, and the ex-wives comment on past moments and give their insight. The episode opens with the commitment celebration in 2013. Cody explains in the clip that they are having a celebration for their family. And Christine says she felt proud walking in. And Cody in this scene is reading the family mission statement. Goblin barely watches one second of the clip. What a shock. She panics. She acts like she's about to break down. She breaks down crying. She acts like she's going to have a panic attack. And she says she can't watch this as she struggles to stop the clip from playing on the iPad. This is an insult to the viewer's intelligence and its pathetic behavior coming from a grown adult. Robin isn't a victim, and if she struggles that much with keeping her emotions in check and her mental well-being, then she needs help. We don't see any of the other women who have been through much worse struggling to keep a level head or to keep a grip on their emotions or to control their mental state. Robin wants attention and she wants to play victim and she wants to make this all about her and how it affects her. And frankly, it's annoying watching any scenes at all with Robin in them or Cody for that matter. If I wasn't watching the show to do commentary, if I watched the show at all, I would definitely be fast forwarding through all of the scenes with Robin and Cody. They have nothing to offer. It's insulting to watch them. It's aggravating and it really isn't entertaining if I'm being honest at all to watch these head cases play victim and spew their delusional excuses while they refuse to take a shred of accountability. Their scenes are a total waste of time. As a viewer, really personally, I'm really only interested and invested in what Cody's kids and what his ex-wives have to say because at least they're real and they're genuine and they don't bullshit the viewer's intelligence with creating narratives, with rewriting history, with gaslighting, with toxic behavior, with manipulation, with lies. It's bullshit and we all know it and they're still carrying on like a bunch of fucking fools. Through the tears, Robin cries and she can't, she can't watch this. And she apologizes. She says she can't. She, she just can't. She can't watch this. And she takes off her mic and she stands up and she stomps off needing a break. Don't come back, Robin. We won't miss you. In the clip, Christine explains that it comes down to an individual choice you make. She says she has to decide every day. Am I going to be a good sister wife today or a bad sister wife today? The director asks Mary if that was a good day, the commitment celebration. And Mary comments that she is so mad at herself and the family. Mary says every single one of them has failed themselves. Christine says she decided, even though she left Cody and she left the family, that the commitment ceremony was one of those days that was special and it still is special to her. Janelle says they all poured their heart and soul into crafting that family mission statement. Nancy, the family therapist, even helped the family craft it painstakingly. And Janelle says she really resonated with it. Cody says he felt like he was so inspired, like everyone was inspired. 
and Cody feels they just failed to abide by the mission statement. He says there just wasn't enough loyalty in the family. Loyalty, again, what does that mean for Cody? The wives weren't obedient enough to me. That's what Cody means by loyalty. Obedience to him because this is a patriarchy. Christine, Mary, and Janelle always prioritize the larger family. Really, the people who are lacking loyalty are Cody and Robin themselves, the one bitching about people being disloyal the most, in my opinion. Mary says, the saying is, it's your mission should you choose to accept it. And she says, the family, they just didn't choose to accept it. And she says that it's really heartbreaking to her watching this back. Now, Robin, of course, has to make a grand return, and she again apologizes. She's sorry about it. And the director asks Robin if she is okay. Why do these people need so much coddling? And having anxiety and panic attacks isn't an excuse, by the way. Robin responds to the director asking if she's okay, saying, not really. She just can't watch any more of it. It's just too hard for her to look at this beautiful thing they did through her present reality now that the family is no longer. Robin says she just can't do it. It sounds to me like she's a coward just like her husband. She says she's sorry and she wipes away tears. Robin, in my opinion, just doesn't like feeling the weight of this, knowing her favoritism had a lot to do with the destruction of the family. Ultimately, it's on Cody's shoulders, but Robin contributed too. Now, Christine flat out said that she felt she didn't matter to Cody the way Robin did. That was a huge reason why she left. Robin wants to act like she gives a huge fuck about the family. She's all about the family now, and oh, it's just all too painful. But the tears, this display of hysterics, is about her. She's selfish. She wants attention. She wants pity. She doesn't like to look back at the good times because she feels the loss of the weight of it and the twinge of guilt knowing she contributed to this. And she just can't stomach the feeling. I don't think she's sad because of the state of the family. I think she is crying for herself because she knows deep down she contributed to this in a major way. Robin is so weak. I mean, Christine left and she was able to watch all of the clips and all of the footage without the histrionics. And she was able to say, wow, that was a good day and watch it without breaking into tears despite everything she has been through. Mary was able to watch the footage, but somehow Robin just can't bring herself to. Next, Robin watches a clip about the girls' trip in 2010 all the sister wives took. And Robin explains that a lot of the women, their first response to them, to the sister wives, is how can you do that? You must have no self-esteem. You're letting your husband, in their minds, cheat on you. And Robin says, if a woman decides to just let her guard down and embrace who they are, she'll find out it's just a girl party. More like a cat fight. The clip is of the girls' trip that the sister wives took to, I believe, Seattle. And Janelle says they always had fun trips together. 
They had fun trips when they went away because they got a break from the normal family problems and the normal family issues, and they could just have fun. And Mary says it's definitely a different dynamic when Cody is there with them and when Cody is not there. And Mary feels like they could just loosen up a bit more when Cody wasn't there. He's a sensitive, uptight curmudgeon. It's no surprise they could have more fun when he isn't around. Christine liked it a lot when it was just the four of them. And she says it was easier to be a sister wife than it was to be a wife. And Robin says they were good memories. But now she sits here and she wonders if they were real. Robin is so paranoid. She's so delusional and she is so out of touch with reality that she probably has a very hard time interpreting the difference between reality and her warped perceptions. She seems to have a lot of trouble perceiving reality properly, in my opinion. It's interesting if Robin looks back and she questions if any of the positive memories were real. But, you know, she wants to say that her dress shopping experience with the women was real. When the ex-sister wives really felt taken for a ride by that. They felt manipulated. Yet Robin wants to sit here and doubt that her positive memories with her sister wives were actually real. Just because they aren't close now in the present. You know, just because things don't necessarily work out in a relationship or in a friendship, you don't necessarily go back and paint every positive experience and every memory as black, as negative, as bad. You don't necessarily doubt if the good times were real just because you move and grow apart from a person. This thing where Robin doubts her past memories, her positive experiences, painting them now, looking back, doubting if they were real, as negative, as bad, as possibly deceitful or unreal or disingenuous. In my opinion, that's a symptom of a paranoid, toxic mind. Mary explains that they aren't all close now, but she doesn't ever want to think that those close moments they had were a lie. Mary asks, am I here and open to healing any kind of relationship? And she answers, yes. But she knows most likely it's not happening and she also isn't holding her breath for that. Christine explains that she trusts Janelle and she will spend time with Janelle, but she really doesn't foresee having a relationship with Mary or Robin. The next clip is about Mary getting her legal divorce in 2014. And I want to point out, this was a very hard clip for Mary to watch, but she pulled up her big girl pants and she was able to do it. She didn't stomp off in hysterics and avoid it and cry and refuse. In the clip, Mary explains to Robin and Cody that she just had an appointment with a lawyer about getting a legal divorce. Mary is sacrificing her legal wife status so that Cody and Robin can get married and Cody can adopt Robin's kids. Now, Cody tells Mary all he can say is thanks. Robin, of course, cries and she hugs Mary. Of course she's happy. She knows it's in the bag. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Now, Robin explains that her three older kids are from her previous marriage. And she says her kids wanted to be adopted and Cody also wanted to adopt them. And in order to do that, 
Mary offered up the legal marriage so that her kids could get adopted. Mary comments that they were one family and she wanted there to be no question about Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna being a part of that family. Mary says it was absolutely hard on her emotionally to get that legal divorce. It was really hard for her. And Janelle in this clip is talking with Cody about Mary's legal divorce. And Janelle tells Cody it caught her off guard and she really didn't have any words. She was shocked. And Janelle tells Cody it's always been one way. Mary was always the legal wife. And she worries if Robin were the legal wife that it changes the dynamic. Cody tells Janelle as long as Mary never behaves any differently and as long as Robin never behaves any differently, then nothing will change. Janelle reminds Cody that it's as long as he doesn't behave any differently. It's about his behavior as the plural husband. And Cody assures Janelle he won't behave any differently. Janelle comments that when she said that it had always been one way, it was because Mary had always had the legal marriage. And Janelle says, not that it really means that much, but it does hold sway in the distribution of assets, if something were to happen to Cody, and all of these things. Yes, because the legal wife is the one who gets the assets and who would be in charge of distributing those assets, God forbid, should Cody pass. Now, Janelle says she didn't trust Robin as much with all of that stuff, but she did trust Mary to be fair. And Janelle says one thing she will say about Mary is Mary is always very honorable and she is always very loyal. So Janelle trusted if Mary were legal wife in the event that Cody kicked the bucket, Mary would do what was right and fair by all of the wives and kids. Janelle doesn't have that trust in Robin, nor should she. Janelle explains it's not that she's saying Robin isn't honorable or loyal, but she hasn't really known Robin for many years at this point. Now, Robin thinks what Janelle was expressing was just plural marriage stuff, stuff like concerns, stuff like fears and paranoia. Wow, is Robin projecting much? Paranoia? Like her paranoia towards everyone else in the family? That everyone is against her? That everyone is bullying her? That everyone is rejecting her? Everyone is rejecting her kids. That kind of paranoia. And she's putting that on Janelle now. Now, Robin thinks Janelle was actually making a fair statement. She says it was a fair question. It was a fair concern of Janelle's. Mary signs her divorce papers in the clip. And she says that moment was so painful. And she says she didn't want to do that. And Robin says it meant a lot to her and her kids. Really, it means so much to Robin, but I don't see Robin chomping at the bit to show her gratitude and appreciation to Mary. The divorce lawyer comments that it's a hard life. And Robin tells him, yeah, but she doesn't think any other woman would be able to experience this. Maybe it's a blessing for Robin, but what about Mary's pain? Robin feels if she wasn't in this life, she wouldn't have this, and this is very special. And Mary says she would do that again because it wasn't about her, it was about the kids. And she says it really wasn't even about Robin. Really, the reason she did it had nothing to do with Robin. It was really all about Robin's kids. Cody says their family, the agreement they had was that all of their non-legitimate marriages are still legitimate in their family. And Cody thinks 
that might have been the beginning of the end because it was some kind of power trip for Mary to be in that position, the legal wife position. And then when Mary wasn't the legal wife, she wasn't in that position as legal wife. And then some weird things happened. Cody says Mary got catfished. She talked about leaving the family. She disappeared for days and weeks on end. And Cody says it shouldn't have ever happened over a paperwork shuffle, but for whatever reason, Mary really had some kind of deep connection to that legal marriage. Cody is a total unappreciative dick face. He already had abandoned Mary as a husband at this point when Mary was getting the legal divorce. He wasn't intimate with her. He wasn't spending time with her. He wasn't attuned to Mary. And he definitely wasn't emotionally connected with Mary. And all of that stopped long ago. And long ago, he also melted down the ring when Robin came into the family to let Mary know, hey, you have no claim on me. All Mary had was that piece of paper and the love she had left in her heart. All Mary knew was that she was the first wife, she was the legal wife, and she just had the love in her heart. She really didn't have Cody around as a present husband to her. Mary was heartbroken and the divorce made her feel even more alone and isolated. And she really did this for the kids. She sacrificed for the kids. She sacrificed her legal marriage for the kids. It was about doing this for the larger family and prioritizing the larger family. And Cody abandoned Mary as a husband before he got the papers. And then after he got the papers, he abandoned Mary too. Once the papers were signed, he really wasn't supportive of Mary. He didn't try to spend time with Mary. He didn't try to reassure Mary. He wasn't Grateful for Mary's sacrifice. And Robin manipulated the fuck out of Mary. And she worked her way up to getting Mary to hand over her legal wife status. Buttering her up. Remember that Christmas with that ridiculous tacky sisters figurine Robin tearfully gave Mary? Robin knew Mary was struggling in her marriage at the time. Robin knew Mary didn't have too many close allies in the family and she befriended Mary and she used Mary to get what she wanted and she manipulated Mary emotionally. The second Robin got the legal wife status, she dropped Mary faster than she would drop a hot potato. Robin was only a friend when she needed things from Mary and Mary was a real friend to Robin. But Robin didn't give a fuck about Mary beyond what she could get out of her. And she was only friendly and like a sister when she needed something. You know who I think is a real friend to Mary? Jen. Jen is as loyal to Mary as Mary is to her. And she legit has Mary's back. She cares for Mary's well-being. She cares about Mary's happiness. Jen is a real friend. Mary was devastated after the legal divorce. And Cody and Robin got what they wanted out of Mary and they dropped her. They really could have offered Mary comfort or reassurance or security in her relationships with them. They could have offered her gratitude. They both could have really went out of their way to make sure Mary was supported, that Mary was good, that Mary felt loved, that Mary felt appreciated. And instead, it was crickets the second Mary signed those papers. The next clip is of the Sedona retreat. Cody took this trip with his wives where they did the counseling for the adults in the family. 
And that's when Christine says she knew her marriage was really broken. In the clip, Nancy, the family therapist, has the wives and Cody position themselves where they feel they are in relation to each other. And it's about how close they feel to Cody or how far apart they feel now at this time when they're doing the exercise. And Robin and Cody are sitting next to each other. Janelle is kind of behind them. Christine is on one edge. Mary is on the edge. It was awkward. In the clip, Christine says she doesn't want to talk about it. That was the worst part of the trip for her. Christine had a really hard time with it. She really wasn't sure where she fit. Next, Nancy asks what adjustment would make things more comfortable for each of them. And Mary says they all have a goal of where they would like to be, and it's all together having each other's backs, but they aren't there. Now, Christine asks if Cody would stand in the middle of his wives, and Cody wouldn't feel comfortable standing in the middle. And he says if he's in the middle, then he becomes their sole focus and their connection to each other has to go through him. And Cody says that cannot exist. Christine comments that when Cody didn't feel comfortable standing in the middle, she was frustrated and she felt like Cody chose plural marriage. He chose to have a marriage with each one of them and she felt like Cody was just being lazy. Cody says he wanted something where the five of them were all together working as a team. It wasn't just him as the hub with a bunch of spokes poking into him that are not really congruent with each other. Cody says he bet on that dream so hard that it broke his heart when it didn't work. Cody is a walking book of contradictions. In recent seasons, he bitched that he wanted to be the leader of his family. He wanted to be the head of his family. He dictated that this was a patriarchy now. But back then, he says he wanted teamwork. How the fuck do you have teamwork in a patriarchy? You know, Cody changes the script to whatever suits the moment and to whatever suits his narrative at that time. Cody says it didn't matter that he wasn't in love. He says that wasn't the focus of his relationships in his mind. And Cody says love was the focus, but being in love wasn't something he was really that worried about back then. Cody explains that when he speaks about being in love or just love, they can be the same thing. But he feels maybe they are talking about people who are acting out of duty or obligation. And Cody says, then there are those people who are just easy to love because it just flows. It's a natural flow. Loving someone and being in love with them are two different things. And if you love someone and it feels like a duty, if it feels like an obligation to love them, that isn't love. Love isn't always easy. Sometimes it can be hard. It takes effort. It takes work. It takes being inconvenienced. But it shouldn't feel like a duty. If it feels like an obligation, it isn't love, period. And you know, you can love someone and have an argument and know the love is still there even though you disagree. It's not always going to be a honeymoon. It isn't always going to be easy. Sometimes during tough times, love is even a choice. Sometimes it's a choice to be in during the hard times. But if a relationship, if love constantly feels like a duty, if it constantly feels like a burden, like an obligation, 
It isn't love. Love also isn't a switch you can just flip on and off at will the way Cody thinks it is. Now, Janelle says Cody should have been the center of that wheel because if he's in the outside of the wheel, he is standing closer to one person or the other. And Janelle feels like Cody should have been in the center. He should have been equal, equal distance from all of them. Now, when Cody signed up for plural marriage and he married each wife, he promised them he could do that. He could treat them all equal. He could love them all equally. He could invest in all of them equally. But Cody consciously chose not to do that when he picked a favorite wife. And whether he feels he loves her more or not, he promised these women when he married them, he could handle it, he could shoulder the responsibility, and he could consciously be present and fair and equal with all of them. Cody did not live up to what he promised these women, and he didn't care how it affected the women. He only cared about his convenience, about his emotions, and about his ego. He only cared about what he wanted for himself. In the clip, Mary explains that the circle of them is strong, it's tight, but sometimes it just breaks apart a little bit, and they just have to figure out where they are, but they know what they want. Janelle looks back at this clip and she says she thinks that that was the ideal and they really were expressing in this clip that they wanted the ideal. Janelle smiles and she says they didn't achieve it, they failed, but she says everybody has their agency. Yes, everybody makes their choices. The next clip is the pink elephant clip. And the show refers to it as the plural marriage debate and it took place in 2019 where the now ex-wives Robin and Cody meet up at a restaurant and Janelle starts off the conversation. Janelle asks Cody why he entered the principal and Cody says he's thought about this a lot lately because recently he told friends that he didn't want to be an advocate of plural marriage anymore because he is now more aware than ever before of the apparent and obvious unfairness in the relationship. And Janelle says she was just starting to feel the distance starting to happen in the family. Janelle knew the problems between Christine and Cody were escalating at this point. So Janelle really wanted to get everybody's pulse so that they could all rally. Robin says Cody always had this dream of them all living together. And Christine was very, very against it. And Cody came away from that wondering if plural marriage was fair to women. Mary comments that she couldn't figure out why Cody was saying he wasn't an advocate for plural marriage anymore because it isn't fair to women. Mary felt like, well, then make it fair. Make it fair. Plural marriage isn't fair to women. It's not a lifestyle I would ever in a million years personally choose for myself. However, if consenting adults want to live that way, even though it is inherently complicated and unfair, I believe if the plural husband makes the conscious effort to do things fairly and equally with all of his wives, it can be lived in at least a much more functional, healthier way. And I'm not saying it's easy for anyone involved. Plural marriage is unfair to women. But if Cody treated all the women the same, if he didn't pick favorites, if he invested the same and was fair and equal with his time, it wouldn't have been as painful and toxic for everybody involved. 
Cody had the option of doing his best to make it as functional as possible as the plural husband by being fair and equal with all of the women, with his time and in his investment. And he chose not to. And he chose to blame the lifestyle when he made it even more excruciating and more painful for the women by being selfish and picking an obvious favorite wife. Yes, plural marriage is unfair, but Cody exacerbated that by not doing what was expected of him as a plural husband, by not doing what he promised these women, and by picking an obvious favorite. That's not plural marriage's fault, that's Cody's fault. Christine mentions that she is glad that Cody was saying that there is an imbalance because there is an imbalance because Cody had a favorite wife and that's where he spent all of his time and where he always spent all of his time. Cody explains that now he's thinking that plural marriage isn't unfair as long as you can leave. Cody says you choose to be in and you can choose to leave it. It will break everybody's hearts if you do leave it. It will make a mess. But he wonders, maybe you shouldn't choose to be in if you can't choose to be committed to it. Wow. So Cody is projecting that onto his wives when ironically, he is the one who regrets his choice. And he is the one who consciously made the decision not to fulfill his responsibilities as a plural husband doing his best to do things fairly and equally so the women didn't suffer as much in an already inherently complex and unfair system for them. Cody regretted his decision and maybe he shouldn't have chose to be committed to plural marriage himself if he could not be committed to being a plural husband to all of these women doing things fairly and equally as he agreed to do when he married them. Instead, he consciously chose to ignore his responsibility and he chose to pick a favorite wife where he spent all of his time. So what Cody just said about his wives maybe not being committed is really revealing what he feels about himself and his own behavior, in my opinion. In the clip, Janelle tells her then sister wives and Cody that she thinks things started feeling different, that their family started feeling different the minute they moved to Vegas and they were more separated. And here, Robin asks if she can address the pink elephant in the room. Robin asks if they're all trying to say this is all because of her coming into this family. She totally used pink elephant incorrectly. Robin really doesn't have a great grasp on the English language. Nobody said a word about Robin. She brings herself up because this is her guilt bleeding out, in my opinion. I think she knows she is the favorite wife. She knows Cody is always with her. She knows subconsciously and consciously that she is the issue. Her favoritism is the issue. Cody always being with her is the issue to the neglect of everyone else in the family, to the neglect of all of the other kids and all of the other wives. And now she wants to make herself look like the victim of everyone else before anyone else can point a finger at her. She wants to look like a martyr. And Janelle tells her, no, 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 it's not about her. And Robin says she never knows if it was the other things going on or if it was her and that it kills her. Janelle explains that it wasn't her intention to single Robin out. She says Robin came in and there was a lot of change at that time. She came into the family right when they were having to move out of state. Janelle says she never really pinned it on 
Robin. Christine feels a little differently. Christine says she didn't really believe that Robin wanted the family anymore. And she says Robin talked about wanting the family, but Christine says she didn't see a lot of proof that Robin wanted the family. So she really doubted Robin's sincerity during this conversation. If Robin was really all about the family, we would see consistency in her words and actions. Her actions would prove that she was all about the family. She would sacrifice in different ways for the family. She would put others in the family ahead of herself. But unfortunately, all we see from Robin is about what others can do for her and she makes everything about her feelings and her emotions, which she tries to use to manipulate others to get attention and to get her way. Robin is very disingenuous and I think Christine sensed that and I still don't know one thing Robin did to directly sacrifice for the larger family or to prioritize not her own best interests or her kids' best interests, but the best interests of the larger family. Mary sacrificed her legal marriage so Cody could adopt Robin's kids. Janelle worked for years as the primary breadwinner, busting her ass and sacrificing her paycheck for the family. Christine worked. She was the nurturer and the caregiver, raising the kids, homeschooling them. And the fact that she is still the nucleus, the heart of the Brown family, even after leaving Cody, that is a testament to the mother, to the caregiver, to the nurturer that Christine was for all of the kids in the family. What did Robin sacrifice for the Brown family? What did Robin do for the Brown family? They housed her. They fed her. They paid all of her bills. They paid for her kids, all of their bills. They paid for her food. They paid all of her utilities, every bill she had. They paid for her nanny. They paid off her debts. And Janelle and Mary even spent a large chunk of their Vegas home proceeds to secure that goblin's lair that she and Cody live in now. So what did Robin do for the family? What did she give back? It seems to me like she took a lot of finances from the family. She monopolized all of Cody's time and investment. The family culture and functionality disintegrated from the moment she entered the family. So what did Robin give back to the family? What did she sacrifice for the family? Or is Robin just a black hole sucking up every drop she can from this family before she implodes. Robin says she doesn't have any incidents where she was purposely trying to hurt anybody or trying to get Cody to do something more for her than anyone else. Robin says she knows what her intentions were and what they still are. Robin never purposely tried to hurt anybody, really? Um, just off the top of my head, I remember her calling Christine a liar twice. I remember her trying to invalidate what Christine said the experience in her personal marriage to Cody was. I remember her calling Isabel stupid for wanting to attend in-person class. Robin was more than happy to take a 13-day sexcation with Cody, knowing the other women only got road trips for honeymoons out in the sticks for a few days at most, knowing no other wife ever got that much consecutive time away with Cody. Robin made a comment once too about Christine. She said that it was harder, she heard, for older women to have babies when she is maybe about five or six years younger than Christine at most, when the otherwise were all very happy that Christine was finally getting a private family vacation with Cody after having Truly. 
Janelle and Mary were so happy for Christine. And Robin's comment was, oh, I've heard it's harder for older women, for women her age, you know, to have babies. And we all know before Truly, Christine had a really bad miscarriage where she hemorrhaged and she almost bled out and it was very traumatic and painful and scary for her. So I thought it was very that Robin made that little jab at Christine. There was also the wedding dress shopping experience when Robin knew Cody picked the dress. Cody knew before the wedding dress shopping experience with the women that he wanted Robin to wear something specific and he knew what dress he wanted Robin to wear, what style. Yet she went with these women and she let the women believe that she was invested in them choosing this dress with her as a way to manipulate them and gain rapport. And Robin knew that it would be hurtful to the women because she told Cody to never utter a word of this. Yet he so proudly flaunted it on display. Robin also had different standards than the other wives did when she courted Cody. For example, she kissed Cody way before the altar when all the other women respected that Cody was a married man when they were courting him and they followed the family standards, their way of doing things, which was waiting to kiss Cody until the altar. She and Cody were also making out while Christine was waiting alone in the hospital for Cody to return to her and her water was just breaking when she was having Truly and Cody left the hospital to pick up Aspen to pick up some things and he stopped at Robin's and he was busy making out with her while Christine was alone in the hospital her water having just broken. I could go on and on like for example when Robin got her legal marriage and she told Mary maybe she should burn her old marriage certificate since it really doesn't mean anything to be legal wife. And Mary joked back to Robin that since it didn't mean anything, then maybe she should burn hers. She also wouldn't let Isabel come to her home when she was recovering from her surgery. And she just wanted to see her dad and her siblings. And that really hurt Isabel's feelings. What about the way Robin treated Janelle's boys, trying to throw them under the bus on TV, as if calling her to hold her accountable was some wrong done to her? some egregious wrong. What about also when Mary was following Cody's crazy Rona protocols and she lived alone and she was isolated and she wasn't a threat and she was further isolating herself, even though she lived alone, to abide by Cody's stringent rules, hoping that she would be invited over to Robin's house. Robin knew how lonely Mary was. Robin knew how isolated Mary was. And Mary is social. Mary needs people around her. She needs to feel loved. She doesn't like feeling lonely. And Cody told Robin Mary was safe to have over. Robin didn't call Mary. She didn't text Mary. She didn't see if Mary was okay. She didn't check in on Mary. She didn't give a fuck about Mary's well-being or her mental health. After all Mary sacrificed for Robin, Robin didn't give a fuck about her when she was isolated during the pandemic and trying to isolate herself further just to follow Cody's COVID protocol so that she would be invited over. Robin didn't even give her an invite. Robin made the excuse that if Mary was invited over, then the rest of the family might get mad that they weren't welcome too. When Robin knew no one would give a fuck and the rest of the family was already hanging out together and they assumed that Robin had included Mary all that time and they were absolutely shocked to learn that Mary was alone all of that time. 
Mary was upset. Mary was hurt that she was ignored, that she was isolated by Robin. And Robin made excuse after excuse. Now, there's more, but I'll stop now. But let's just say Robin is no innocent lamb, and she has definitely intentionally hurt people, whether she wants to admit it or not. Also, as far as Robin saying she never got Cody to do more for her than anybody else, he was always at her house. She got different standards in courting Cody than the other women had. She got the 13-day sexcation to paradise when the other wives barely even had a honeymoon. And also, Robin made it clear she didn't like Cody to be away from her home for more than a few nights. Two nights or so was all he could be away because otherwise her kids would get upset and anxious without their dad. Cody was a plural husband. He had four wives. Robin didn't let Cody leave for more than two nights at a time so her kids wouldn't be upset without him. Cody didn't go to Isabel's surgery claiming it was because of COVID, in my opinion, because he did not want to leave Robin and her kids for longer than Robin preferred. So whether Robin asked Cody to do more for her or not, he willingly volunteered it and Robin knew that Cody spending all of his time investing all of himself with her meant that he was neglecting all of these other places. She was conscious of it and she ignored it and she made excuses. She gaslit the women. She lied to the viewers, suggesting that the women misperceived things as being unfair, like Cody wasn't spending time at their homes just because they were in a bad place with Cody, like it wasn't true. And it never pressed Robin's conscience at all that when Cody gave her more, it meant neglect, it meant less, it meant absence for everyone else in the family. But provided Robin got all she wanted and provided she got all of her needs met, she never really gave a fuck what that meant for the other family members. She never gave a fuck that it meant neglect in three other homes with three other women with 13 other children. Who cares? Whatever. Her kids got a father, even though they already did have a bio dad, and her kids also got a roof paid for through the blood, sweat, and tears of her sister wives. All of Robin's needs were met, so she didn't give a fuck. Fuck the others in the family, right? She got everything she wanted. This innocent victim bullshit is absolutely disgusting, and you have to have a really low consciousness to behave the way that Robin does and to not feel ashamed of yourself. And, you know, that goes for Cody, too. Mary comments that if she were to put blame on one person, honestly, it would be Cody and not Robin. But she thinks that... Robin and Cody had such a good relationship that it was easy for Cody to step away from her and from Janelle and from Christine. In the clip, Cody tells the women that they all have to really decide if this is what they really want or if they are forcing it upon themselves because their religion says, well, this is how it should be. Now, Cody explains that he is asking in between the lines, are you in it for me for a relationship with me, or are you just here because you feel stuck? And Cody says, at this point, it looks like Christine is stuck in this clip. Not anymore, Christine's not stuck. She is married to a real man. She's happier than ever as Cody stews in his misery, looking like a ramen-haired, flavor-blasted goldfish cracker. Cody explains that he feels stuck, and he's at a point where he thinks 
he doesn't want to be married anymore, but he doesn't want to break up his family. He wants to fix it at this point. And Christine says at that point, she was out of their religion. She had stopped going to church and she really didn't believe in it anymore, not in the faith or the religion. But she thought what their family had was something different and she figured they would just live plural marriage regardless. So when Cody said that, it scared her. The conversation freaked her out because at that point she knew Cody didn't want to live plural marriage anymore and they were done. The next clip is where Janelle gets all of the adults together in the family to figure out some conversation ground rules as a family for how to communicate. And Christine says she thinks it'll be good to establish some ground rules because she is tired of having conversations and leaving feeling like she does not matter. And ultimately, ultimately, that's a huge part of why Christine left. She felt like she didn't matter to Cody. Cody tells Janelle he doesn't want to write any ideas down. He doesn't want to participate. He's being a sourpuss. And he says he doesn't give a fuck anymore. In the clip, Christine glares at Cody after he says this like WTF. And he tells her he doesn't give a shit. And Christine wants to know what Cody means. And Cody says it feels like most of the time when they meet at home, there's always this lack of respect for the values of others. And Cody goes on to say that he isn't talking about morals or religion. He is talking about basic values. Cody says they don't share them. And he is at a point now where he sees the family in many ways as an obstacle to his own goals. Now, Cody has said this line more than once. This may have been the first time he said it. Cody comments that they are not one family anymore, and he bitches at his now ex-wives that he doesn't see Team Brown anymore. Janelle comments on this scene, and she feels like this was the first time that Cody verbalized that he felt like plural marriage was hindering him. She says when Cody said, I see the family as my obstacle, she felt like, oh yeah, what a selfish bastard he is. Preach. Robin, of course, makes excuses. She says this was just after the Rona and they were trying to write down guidelines about how to communicate. And Cody was just in that dark place. Listen, Cody being in a bad mindset or in a bad mental state is not an excuse to shit on your family or shirk your responsibilities. And it's not a viable excuse for your bad behavior. Janelle says she now realizes so many of those code words. Like, for example, when Cody said, we don't have the same values, that was meaning you don't believe the way that Robin and I believe, or you don't believe in or value the things we do. Here's the thing. These women married Cody. They did not marry Cody and Robin. Cody and Robin don't get to dictate the standards for the other women. These five adults have to work together and give and take and compromise. Cody was allowing one wife, the favorite wife, along with him to dictate how everyone else had to live, how everyone else had to be. Rather than the five adults, each with their own autonomy and agency, having a discussion, hashing it out, compromising, 
giving and taking together and coming to some kind of consensus for the whole family that would work for everyone. Instead, Cody and Robin wanted to impose what they wanted on everyone else, on all the other wives. And that's not what the women signed up for when they married Cody. That's not plural marriage, and that isn't fair. Cody and Robin were expecting to impose their ways on everyone else. These women did not sign up to be in a dictatorship led by Cody and the favorite wife. They signed up for a plural marriage where they would all have a voice, where the husband would treat them all like they mattered equally to him, like he valued them equally, and where they would get fair and equal time from their plural husband, where they would get a voice, where they would get a vote that mattered. These women married Cody. They did not marry Cody and Robin. Christine asks, well, what are your values? Because in a marriage, you're supposed to grow together. And she says, if you're saying your values are different, then you've grown apart. You haven't grown together. Cody says, the values that they don't share are the values of the one big family. Right, the one big family, Cody values all so much. The one big family he refers to as the obstacles to his goals in life. The one big family Cody pushed aside to prioritize Robin as the OG3 were neglected and still continue to sacrifice prioritizing the larger family, always putting the larger family first, as Cody prioritized the favorite wife and her kids. Cody is full of anger in the confessional scene of this clip. And Cody says, ladies, you never liked each other. We shouldn't have been a family if you don't like each other. One could suggest that Cody shouldn't have married these women and created a plural family if he didn't like himself and if he was incapable of shouldering all of the responsibilities of being a plural husband and doing so consciously. Cody consciously made the decision to stop being a plural husband, to stop being fair and equal with all of his wives, to stop investing equally everywhere else, to invest in one wife and her kids. Maybe Cody shouldn't have made this family and married these women. And maybe Cody hates himself and he resents his choice. He regrets it. And he is taking his anger towards himself for this bad decision and putting it on these women, blaming the failure of his marriages and of the larger family on the sister wives rather than placing the blame where it belongs, where it should lie squarely on his shoulders. Janelle explains that there is no rule that their families all have to be on the same page. She says the responsibility is Cody's to shoulder the burden and take care of all of his families. Preach, Janelle, preach. Janelle points out that many plural families don't even live together. In fact, most don't. I am so glad we see the OG3 holding Cody accountable in whatever way they can and stating that they feel Cody is accountable for this and that this was on his shoulders and he failed. Finally, Mary feels that Cody would disagree, but she thinks Cody was already okay at that point during this clip with she, Janelle, and Christine not really being in his life. And she says he was doing whatever he could to push them away. Straight from Mary's mouth, Cody was cool with not having the OG3 in his life and he was doing whatever he could to emotionally push them away. 
you know what? We watched this shit for so long. Seeing all of this crap, seeing all of Cody's toxic behavior, watching all these seasons, seeing the women really not say much for so long as Cody behaved like a total buffoon, treating the women as less than, neglecting his kids, creating shifting goalposts, creating hoops to jump through for him to even pretend to phone it in as a husband and a father in this plural family with everyone. And finally, we see the women voicing it and being honest and being real. And that's really refreshing as a viewer to see this. I would really love for TLC to ask Cody and Robin. I can honestly say I don't like watching their scenes at all. I don't like drama. I really don't. I feel drained watching them. It's all just cringe. So I would love to just see a show with Mary, Christine, and Janelle moving forward in their lives, just doing a show where they take the OG3 and maybe they could even replay clips from the show and intersperse some viewer questions and the OG3 can comment back. And that way, TLC can recycle some old content, which they love to do because they're lazy as fuck. And I think the show would be fun, it would be entertaining, and it would put new life into it. And it would be a show people actually want to watch. Cody and Robin have to go. The only filming those two should be doing is for observation for a psych eval, in my opinion. Robin explains that Cody always thought that it was going to get better, that the relationships were going to get better. And Robin thinks the one house conversation made Cody realize that it's just never going to get better. Robin remembers Cody saying he just didn't know if he wanted it anymore, even back then. And Mary felt that it was really sad to hear somebody who was so all about family and so all about his kids, who was so all about his wives for so long just to say he didn't care about any of them anymore. Cody says the whole experience is heartbreaking to him because his life mission was to make his family functional and whole, but they're never going to work together. They don't care. They don't care or Cody stopped caring or Cody stopped prioritizing the larger family or Cody prioritized Robin and her kids. Instead, Cody's saying they didn't care. Is it that they didn't care or that Cody picked a favorite wife and that Cody stopped investing his time and energy equally with all of his wives and kids? It's really fucked up for Cody to blame his ex-wives. And it's really fucked up for Cody to pretend his life mission is making his larger family work when he is the one who referred to his family as the obstacles to his goals in life and he treated them as such. This isn't on Cody's wives. This isn't on their bad or complicated sister-wife relationships. How dare Cody say they didn't care? They cared. The OG3 always prioritized the larger family. Cody is the one who stopped caring about the family and about being a plural husband. Cody is the one who started caring more about himself and feeding his ego, and he started prioritizing his own personal convenience. Everything for Cody is about Cody. Even Cody's favoritism of Robin is about him. You know, why does Cody favor Robin? It's not about love in my opinion. She enables him. She feeds his ego. She provides Cody with his supply. It's a transaction. 
She gets financial security. She gets a home. She gets a father figure for her kids. And Cody gets to be the hero. He gets to get his ego fed. You know, Cody wants to talk about performances, that he had to perform all these years. But I feel like his marriage to Robin is a total performance. And it's not about love. It's what each of them is getting from the other. Cody's ex-wives didn't enable Cody's bullshit. And they always prioritize the larger family. And their actions, their sacrifices show it. The one of the wives who doesn't care, the one who just wanted the man, is actually Robin. I wonder if Cody will ever realize how stupid he is and how foolish he looks. The world sees it. He is the only one who is oblivious that Robin is wearing the pants and taking him for a ride, managing the fuck out of him. The next clip is of Cody and Mary's breakup. And this is in 2022, when Cody and Mary are going for a drive on their anniversary. Mary tells Cody that they haven't been out together since their anniversary last year. Wow. And Cody bitches to Mary that she wants to be with him, but she isn't courting him to that relationship. And Mary responds that she didn't know she was supposed to court him. This is just Cody putting up hoops for Mary to jump through and shifting goalposts when he knows he has zero intention of ever reconciling with her and he wants to blame her for this stagnation and just string her along, in my opinion, just to assuage Robin. Cody says Mary isn't making any effort in the clip. And Cody says he isn't making effort either. And he asks where we think that puts them. Mary says it's not true that she wasn't making any effort. Mary tells Cody on the car ride that she has been waiting for Cody, honestly. And Cody tells Mary he isn't coming. Mary comments on that scene and she says Cody was very confusing. Cody told Mary she wasn't courting him. And immediately after, he told her he wasn't coming. And Mary didn't know what to even do with that. Cody says every time he and Mary got together, she had a lot of blame for him. And he says that wasn't courting him. That was blaming him. Cody was thinking he didn't get catfished. He was thinking he didn't kick himself out. And Cody wondered why Mary was blaming him. Cody says there is a reason he doesn't trust Mary and there's a reason that she isn't safe for him. Cody claims that Mary did things that made the relationship not fixable. If the catfish was a deal breaker and Cody knew that, why wasn't he honest with Mary about it in the beginning? Why did he string Mary along for so long? He told Robin in part two of the talkback special that he thought he could work it out with Mary. So he was trying to see if he could. And here he is saying that it was a deal breaker and he knew that. So why was he stringing Mary along? Was it just to assuage Robin? Was it for Mary's finances? Cody keeps making the excuse that he thought maybe they could fix it. But it's clear that the catfish was a deal breaker for him. And we all know, regardless of whether... His abandoning Mary as a husband precipitated Mary's loneliness and desperation to the point where she seeked out online friends or romance that even an emotional affair that never came to fruition, whether Cody instigated by being absent as a husband or not, that that was something Cody's fragile ego would never, ever forgive. And Cody knew that from 
day one. So why string Mary along? How was that fair to her at all? Cody also did a lot of things that probably made Mary feel unsafe in their relationship too, way before she got catfished. Like, for example, when he melted down the ring, when he abandoned her emotionally as a husband, when he abandoned her physically as a husband. Cody has to realize that Mary never would have ever been in a position to get catfished or to look for love in other places if he hadn't abandoned her as a husband a decade before that too. The pain Cody inflicted with his cruel behavior was probably more unsafe for Mary than the catfish thing ever really was for Cody. Cody is just using that as an excuse to blame Mary and to deflect from taking accountability for his own toxic behavior and his absence as her husband, which we know contributed to Mary getting catfished and seeking out relationships online. Mary wasn't blaming Cody. I think what Mary was doing was she was probably trying to make an effort to communicate with Cody and have a conversation with Cody where she probably brought up their issues, things Cody may have done, things Cody may have said that hurt her, that were unresolved. And she probably really was just trying to communicate and to get Cody to take accountability. And she was probably trying to get Cody to understand how his behavior affected her. Cody's stance is the catfish was a deal breaker and he feels because Mary was a victim of catfishing that she doesn't own that if the catfish were the man she thought she was talking to that she would leave and leave him and leave the family. And frankly Mary refuses to admit that it wasn't a fair or that if the catfish were real that she would leave even to this day. Now just because she was catfish and it wasn't a real guy and the man of her dreams it doesn't erase that had the catfish been real, she would have left. But Mary refuses to admit that. She feels like the whole thing is completely discounted just because it was a catfish and not a real guy. And I think Cody sees Mary saying, well, I don't have to be accountable. It doesn't count because it wasn't a real person. I'm a victim. And I think because Mary doesn't take ownership of the fact that had the catfish been real, she would have left. Cody then continues to use the catfish as an excuse to say she isn't safe I don't trust her. I just think Cody contributed to it by abandoning Mary as her husband long ago. And I also think if he knew he could never forgive the catfish situation, he never should have given Mary any false hope for a new beginning. And I truly wonder if he was just stringing Mary along to assuage Robin and for financial reasons. Like, for example, her fifth of Coyote Pass that she was chipping in on and also She contributed to paying a large amount from her Vegas home proceeds to go towards Robin and Cody securing that goblin's lair. So I wonder what were the reasons for Cody stringing Mary along? Because it wasn't fair and it wasn't right. Cody also needs to take accountability and understand that he is the one who abandoned Mary first as a husband. He is the one who abandoned his covenant first. And that contributed big time to Mary being so lonely and so isolated that she looked online. In the clip, Cody tells Mary he truly believes his life is just half over during their anniversary picnic. He's bitter and he says he doesn't want his wives to sit here and live in an unhappy place for that long. Cody says that sucks for all of them and he says he feels immense pressure all the time for satisfying the emotional needs of a wife that he sometimes has no interest in satisfying. 
Mary points out that Cody has four wives and 18 kids, and she wonders if he's just going to pick and choose who he is going to keep. In the clip, Cody tells Mary it makes him wonder if people who have been unhappy for so many years couldn't just leave and go find something that made them happy instead of sitting and badgering him about how he isn't doing it right anymore. Mary comments about this scene and she says if Cody was talking to her and about her, then he should have just said, hey, Mary, this isn't going to work for us and I think you should leave. I agree. He should have done that. Christine says Cody isn't just talking about Mary here in this scene. He is also talking about her, wondering why she doesn't leave. Christine says then she left. And when she left, Cody was asking, why did she leave? And he was playing clueless, acting like it just came out of nowhere, like it just was a shock, like it came out of the blue. And Christine says, that's ridiculous. She suggests have some accountability. She wants Cody to have some accountability. He should. He never will. He never will. We will never see Cody take any accountability, and that's a promise. Christine asks, instead of shining a light on Cody, why don't you shine a mirror on him? Cody's narcissist. You shine a mirror on him, and he will just admire himself in his image. He would be far too obtuse. Everything ugly he sees, every pus-filled wart on his ass will be someone else's fault. He will blame someone for everything he sees that he doesn't like. It'll be someone else's problem. You know, Cody accuses Mary of blaming him when she really just wanted him to take some accountability. Yet Cody deflects blaming others to avoid owning his own toxicity and taking accountability himself. Isn't that interesting? Janelle says Cody was tired of being responsible for all of the women, and he's complaining about them making demands. Janelle felt like Cody was supposed to shoulder this as the plural husband. She says he promised, he covenanted. Janelle says they all are here because Cody said he wanted to live plural marriage, and they were all here because of that. They married Cody because of that. Robin says everybody has their journey and she has gone through a long time of having to stop being upset that people didn't want anymore what they originally wanted. That's rich coming from Robin. As usual, it's all about her being upset and blaming the women. The women didn't stop wanting plural marriage. Cody stopped being a plural husband. He stopped being present with the OG3. He stopped doing things fairly and equally and keeping the promises he made to these women when he married them. And it's really sick and disgusting how Robin has the nerve to blame the women and accuse them of not wanting plural marriage. She blames them for her upset. It's always all about her. Robin is blaming the women for not wanting plural marriage when a big factor in its failure is that Cody did something completely counterintuitive to a healthy polygamous dynamic and making her his favorite wife above the others. The OG3 signed up for plural marriage. They didn't sign up to be single mothers as their husband spends all of his time and energy with the favorite wife. That's not plural marriage. Robin basically got monogamy 
all of these years. And she wants to bitch about how she's upset that the wives don't want plural marriage anymore when she's the one who never wanted it. She wanted the man. The wives signed up for plural marriage. They wanted it. They didn't sign up to have an absent husband who spends all of his time with the favorite wife. Robin's a total bitch, and I seriously can't believe the shit she spews. Cody comments on the scene. He says he wanted a big picture family, and he was so angry during this scene because it was right after the wives were saying when Cody is dead that they would get along great. As usual, Cody loves to deflect and make bullshit excuses. They play the scene where Robin is with her ex-sister wives, Kotex and Cody's mom. And Robin mentions that she and her sister wives have talked a lot about this. This idea of Cody passing and what would happen afterwards. And Robin thinks as they get older and it's just the adults hanging around that it'll be a girl party. Cody in this scene has a man bun and a weird AF goatee and it's all bad. I cannot stand a man bun. He looks livid. He looks very angry, but he's silent and it's scary. Christine says when Cody's around, it's fine, but they have more fun when he's not around during this confessional scene. And Cody's reaction to watching this clip and the women talking about what it would be like when he passes away, Cody's reaction is visceral. He says, fuck you. He is pissed. Watch it back. His eyes are black, dark, like onyx. This man looks like he is capable of heinous things when he is angry off camera. That's just my opinion, though. I would never want to be anywhere near this guy. Cody goes off. He's shouting. So I suffer in plural marriage, sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing. And it ain't all beer and Skittles for you to finally like that other woman enough to be her friend when I'm dead. Cody is pissed watching this scene. Cody looks so out of sorts. He really looks like he needs medication and a straight jacket stat. He looks like a crazy person in this scene when he tries to act angry. And it's the kind of crazy where you see a person on a street corner, you know they're not mentally with it, and you just look at them and you pity them. Not in a good way. Cody goes on. He goes on with his tirade. He says, really, to care about her children when I'm dead, meaning the sister wives would only care about Robin and her kids when he's dead. Cody says no. He says, you guys get in line now or get the hell out. He is furious when he's responding to this scene. Cody explains with that state of mind, with the state he was in, with the place he was in, he was cynical and he was angry. And Cody says they got out. Yeah, his wives got out. Yes, they did, Kotex. They escaped hell and Cody is the devil. Cody really, in all honesty, seems very unhinged. And he seems like the kind of guy who could just snap one day. And if he did, and this is just my opinion, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Seriously, just can't wait until TLC gets Robin and Cody the fuck off our TV screens. They aren't entertaining. They insult everyone's intelligence with their bullshit. And watching them is as annoying as hearing that sound 
of nails on a chalkboard is to the soul. These two don't deserve a platform at all. The next scene is Christine and Cody's breakup scene. And Christine tells Cody that she thinks they just need to be free of each other. She is ready to be free. She tells Cody that it was bad before the Rona. Cody is so immature during this conversation when Christine is trying to communicate with him like a mature adult that he is completely looking away from Christine, completely turned away. He's glaring, he's rolling his eyes, he's scowling. And Christine tells Cody that it's been 10 or 12 years of bad. And Cody disagrees. He says, no, it hasn't been 10 or 12 years of bad. Christine agrees. She tells Cody for him, it's probably been longer. And Cody tells Christine he thought all of Lehigh was a beautiful experience, a blessing, and she told him that it wasn't. She asks Cody why he is insisting on holding on to her. And Cody tells Christine, Christine explains to Cody that this isn't working, and she says he said it wasn't working too in this scene. Christine pleads in this flashback confessional scene. She says, if you don't want to be married to me anymore, if you don't want to have an intimate marriage, to fucking tell her. And Christine tells Cody to look at the present and where they are. And Cody tells her, yeah, marriage sucks. She asks Cody, do you want to be married to me? And Cody won't answer. Instead, he deflects and he asks Christine if she wants to be married to him because she is the one that shot the first two blows here. And Christine answers clearly that no, she doesn't want to be married to him anymore. And Cody tells Christine he is good with that and nobody is a prisoner here. Christine reacts to that scene and right away she sighs and you could just tell that she is relieved. And she confirms that that conversation felt so good in the end. It felt so good. She says it was a harrying conversation. Yes, it was hard, but he agreed that she could go. I don't even think she needed Cody's permission or agreement. But Christine is a very classy lady and she did everything in her power to separate with this clown with dignity and with grace and diplomacy. Cody comments that he is glad that Christine was brave enough to do it because he wasn't in love with her. So in other words, Cody is admitting he is a coward. He's too much of a coward. He knew it wasn't right. He knew they were both unhappy in their marriage. He knew he didn't love her and that he didn't want to be married to her. But he was too much of a coward and he didn't have the balls to do it. Christine has more moxie in her pinky toe than Cody has from head to foot in his whole body. What a fucking coward. And he thinks he's adding insult to injury by stating for the millionth time that he didn't love Christine or that he wasn't in love with her. Cody goes on that as much as he tried to love Christine, it just wasn't working all of the time. Christine felt like she had been living this half life. She was trying so hard to please Cody. She was putting him first. She was putting the family first. And she was putting herself last in the process. And then on top of it, he says that she wasn't a good sister wife. Christine feels whatever. She tried so hard for Cody. Nothing was ever enough. People like Cody with his personality traits, there is nothing good enough to ever please him. Even if Christine 
found a magic potion to grow back Cody's hairline as if by magic and she flew to the end of the earth to get it and he'd grow a wild mane like a lion instead of having to comb over the two front wisps like he does, she would still not be good enough. Cody's a selfish, pompous, egotistical dick face. He made these women jump through hoops, he kept moving the goalposts, he made demands, and he always made the women feel they were never enough. He kept them feeling small and hopeless and insecure because he got off on knowing they felt that they needed his attention, his love, reassurance from him to feel secure and to feel good in this plural system. And Cody was aware of it and he used it as a manipulation tactic to keep the women down and to keep them convenient for him so that they would be eager to be easy and pleasing to him. No matter what these women did, it was never enough. And it wasn't them, it was him. Nothing was ever enough. For people like Cody, nothing will ever be enough. Cody complains that Christine called him a coward because he was never willing to break up with her. Never mind that that's the truth and he is an actual coward. Cody has a grievance about that. Now, Cody says he never broke up with Christine Because you're really not allowed to. In their faith, they aren't really allowed to pick a favorite wife either and to spend all of their time with that favorite wife while neglecting the other wives and kids in the plural family. But Cody wants to cherry pick. He wants to pick and choose what parts of his faith he follows depending on if it suits his narrative and if it suits his optics. Cody says he is the prisoner here. He can't tell a wife, Hey, fuck off. I'm done with you. That's more or less what he did with Mary, though. Now, Cody explains that when a polygamist husband goes, hey, I can't deal with this woman anymore. He goes through the church, their authoritative channel, and the church will then tell the guy, listen, you're stuck. You don't have that choice. I wonder, would the church approve of the choice of Cody picking a favorite wife and spending all of his time there while neglecting all of his other wives and kids in the plural family and also intentionally pushing them out, referring to them as the obstacles to his goals in life? Is his God down with that? Is his church down with that since Cody is so eager to abide by the rules of his faith when it suits him? Cody says, once a plural husband has committed to marry a woman, that choice is gone for him. Christine says she loves her breakup conversation with Cody more than anything because that is the day she took her power. She stopped focusing on Cody and she started focusing on herself, on her life, and on her kids. She loved that day. The next clip, Robin can't watch. She apologizes because she says she doesn't want to start having another panic attack. And she says, That was a very painful day, and she just can't bear to watch it back. It's even more painful for the OG3, but they have absolutely no problem doing their job, what they came there for, watching the clips and commenting back, regardless of how hard it was for them then and how hard it is for them now. Only Robin is the one who can't be a grown-ass adult and do her job and handle this. It's really disgusting to use suffering from anxiety or panic attacks as a way to intentionally avoid doing your job or taking accountability. Robin, in my opinion, is just using this panic attack stuff as an excuse. She may suffer from panic attacks, but in this situation, she is using panic attacks 
as an excuse because she doesn't want to be held accountable. She doesn't like the feeling of guilt she will get when she watches this clip. It's bullshit. And it's really insulting to people who actually deal with panic attacks and anxiety to use panic attacks as an excuse to get out of a clip where Robin knows she showed her ass. The clip is of Christine discussing moving and leaving and selling her house. And it's where Robin calls Christine a liar. And in my opinion, Robin doesn't want to watch it because she knows she is super rude and disrespectful to Christine. And I feel like she's using her panic attacks to get out of it in this moment. And I think it's gross. Now, Robin asks Christine if they need to give her space in this clip or if she is interested in working stuff out from the past. Now, mind you, this is when Christine is announcing her move and Christine tells Robin for right now she needs space and she makes it clear just for right now. And Robin cries and she makes Christine's announcement all about herself and all about her feelings as if her feelings take priority over everyone else's and her feelings are more important than anybody else's, including Christine. And Christine is the one who's leaving and moving away. She isn't the one in histrionics being dramatic about it. In the scene, Robin says she doesn't know what she is to Christine. And Cody gets mad and he tells Robin that Christine has treated her like dirt from the very beginning. And that's the relationship she has with her. Cody says that's the reason he's angry. And in this point he stands up shouting that's the reason he's pissed off because Christine never tried to have a really good relationship with these other people now Cody yells that it's always about the kids but that was the easy part and he says it's a knife in the kidneys after all these years and the sacrifices that he made to love her wasted Cody says that scene was real raw emotion and it teed Cody off to see Robin groveling to Christine asking her if she was going to be their friend. Cody wondered why Robin even wanted to be Christine's friend. Christine explains that she didn't even say it was over. She just said for right now she needed space just for right now and she made that clear during that clip. Janelle tells it like it is. Janelle explains that generally what happens is anytime Robin is slighted, and she is sure we've all seen this happen, Cody gets angry and he tries to shut things down or he blows up and it's always about Robin like he's in the orbit around Robin 24-7. Mary feels like she can be more honest now about her feelings in that scene. Mary explains that in that moment, she was feeling a lot of pain and she felt so in the middle and she didn't really have a place in the family. Janelle and Christine had this relationship and she wasn't in that with them. And she was definitely also not in the Cody and Robin club either. But she did want to have a marriage to Cody. So she felt like she needed to be defensive of Cody. Mary says she disagrees with some of the things Christine did and she highly disagrees with some of the things that Cody did. Cody says Christine asked to be in his family and when she came in, she fundamentally adjusted everything. And Cody lies next. Cody says there was a woman he was courting for a very long time before he married Janelle and this girl and Mary were friends and after Cody married Christine, this woman still wanted to be in the family. 
Now, I wonder if this woman was the minor Cody was courting who he had to wait for her to turn 18 to get engaged to her. And she ended up calling off the wedding a week or two before it was supposed to happen. And now, if it's the same girl, Christine mentions her in Becoming Sister Wives. Christine writes, While I was living with the Browns, a local family started to express their interest in our faith. They had a daughter who, on one visit, spotted a picture of Cody. The minute I saw her look at it, I knew she'd be interested in him. I felt very threatened by her. She was beautiful and thin, and I was immediately afraid she'd catch Cody's eye. A few months after I met her, the girl was invited to come to an event in Utah for the younger members of our faith. Since I was going down, it fell to me to drive her and to introduce her to some of my friends. Not doing so would have appeared selfish. I drove the new girl and her brothers to Utah. The whole ride down, I kept saying to myself, what are you doing, you idiot? I was completely threatened by her. When I got to the youth event, I immediately realized that all my fears were well-founded. Right away, Cody and Mary took particular notice of her. Their interest was overwhelming and undeniable. I was heartbroken and jealous, tortured by the fact that Cody seemed to find her more attractive than me. To make things worse, she and Mary hit it off immediately. They became inseparable, instantaneous best friends. Christine goes on. One morning after I returned from the ranch, Cody and Mary came to pick me up. We'd made plans to spend the day together in the city. Before we left, we lingered on the porch of my parents' house. Cody and Mary had strange looks on their faces. They seemed excited, but a little nervous. Then they told me that they were courting the girl I'd introduced them to at the youth conference. I was devastated. It ruined my day. In fact, it ruined my year. I decided then and there that I was not going to marry Cody no matter what happened. It wasn't because of Cody. It was because of the girl he and Mary were courting. She was too young and too cute, and I just couldn't see her in my future. I broke off the friendship. I couldn't be around Cody and Mary while they were courting someone else. Christine goes on. Mary and I still talked on the phone from time to time. I resisted these phone calls because I didn't want to hear about the courtship. It had been prolonged because Cody and Mary wanted to wait for the girl they were courting to turn 18 before making their engagement official. Even though I wanted nothing to do with it, I heard when they got engaged, and I knew when they set the date for the wedding. A week before the wedding, I received a phone call. I was standing in the kitchen when I answered the phone. It was Mary on the other end of the line. My heart nearly exploded with joy when Mary explained that the wedding had been called off. It was the happiest day of my life. I felt as if I could re-enter the world again. I immediately welcomed Cody and Mary back. But my happiness was short-lived. Is this minor Cody courted this woman who called off the wedding, the one he had to wait for to turn 18 when he was 20-something with a wife? Is this the girl Cody is referring to? Now, right after this, 
Cody married Janelle right after the wedding was called off. And that's why Christine's happiness was so short-lived. He knew Christine was head over heels for him, and he dated this girl who was 17 who Christine introduced him to, and she felt it was gross and wrong. And then Cody married Janelle right after, and he called Christine to announce it and to rub it in, knowing that Christine had feelings for him all along. It was out of the norm for Cody to even call Christine, but he called and he complained that Janelle was driving him crazy. He wanted to marry her. He wanted to catch Janelle in his web. He wanted that money tree. Cody talks more about this girl he was courting before Janelle, who wanted to be in the family even after he married Christine. Cody says Christine shut it down. He says this woman wanted to be with him even after he married Christine. Cody says he initially shut it down even though he claims he loved this girl because he and Christine were friends. And Christine told Cody that she would never marry him if he married this girl. And Christine also shut it down after they got married when the girl was still interested She had no interest in that girl coming into the family or in Cody marrying her after she came into the family too. And Christine says it's a lie. She didn't try to prevent Cody from getting married again. She doesn't even remember that girl wanting to marry Cody. Christine flat out calls it just a lie. She says it's a lie. And she wonders why Cody is living in the past or why this is even relevant to anything. It's just nonsense deflection. Cody explains that he's going back through all of this and there were sacrifices he made to love Christine. I am sick and tired of hearing all about Cody's sacrifices. I want to hear Cody talk about the sacrifices his wives made. Janelle comments on Cody's sacrifice to love you line. And she says if it was referring to her and Cody was talking about her rather than how he had to sacrifice for Christine, she would have just decked him at that point. Janelle asks, what the hell? Me too. I would have decked him too. You know, I really admired Christine's self-control and how classy and diplomatic she was during that whole conversation. Christine says she knew that she had Janelle's support in leaving Cody, but she says for Janelle to stand up and hug her after that very difficult conversation, she really felt like, okay, this isn't about the relationship that she has with Janelle. It's not about being a bad sister wife. It's really just about the fact that she rejected Robin. And that's why Cody got mad because she refused to give Robin the deference that she felt entitled to. Janelle comments that she doesn't care if she ever interacts with Cody again. Yes, I love it. She doesn't want to see his fucking face. The next clip is Cody's big blow up with Janelle and Cody throws a tantrum and he dramatically throws the iPad down and he declares, fuck it, I'm not watching that. And he simply refuses to watch it. He says he doesn't want to talk about his breakup with Janelle anymore. He says it's very painful. It's as bad as Christine's breakup. It's as painful. But he didn't want to admit that the same things were going on with he and Janelle. Cody says he still struggles to admit those that he and Janelle are not good together. Cody resentfully declares that Janelle is not a loyal wife and he's also probably a shit husband. Janelle is a very loyal wife. Maybe he should remember that his family would be destitute out in the cold shivering 
without clothes, without food, without health care, without anything, without Janelle's contribution to the family. Janelle worked 24-7, very ambitious. She had a full-time job and she sacrificed her paycheck to feed and clothe, house and pay for that whole family. Without Janelle, Cody never would have been able to do it. So Cody wants to talk about loyalty. He needs to start with Janelle's. He's the one that's not loyal. And as far as Cody being a shit husband, he's right about that. Cody goes on. He says he doesn't care. They aren't working anymore. And he isn't talking about it anymore. What's interesting is how strong the OG3 are and how much more emotionally intelligent they are. They're all able to watch back clips of the hardest moments of their lives. And it's not easy for them, but they keep composure. They get through it and they do their job without being divas and without histrionics. It's only Cody and Robin who throw fits and tantrums, who refuse to answer, who deflect in order to avoid watching the moments where they show their asses the most. Robin with her panic attacks and Cody with his anger. And these two always throw these hissy fits only in the moments when they know that they are going to be held accountable for their toxicity or when they know they're going to be showing their ass. In the next clip, Janelle says they have never had a discussion about the separate holiday. This is their big fight clip. And she wants Cody to understand that she is doing something separate for Christmas. Then they have the big fight, and I've gone over it ad nauseum, so I'm skipping the play-by-play of that. Janelle comments on it, what an ass. And she says it started out that Cody was very adamant with her that they needed to apologize for their behavior. Her boys needed to apologize for their behavior during the Rona. And then the demands with Robin's prompting, of course, changed to let's have a conversation rather than calling it an apology. But it's still the boys coming to him and clearing the air, saying that they were sorry so that they could even have a conversation. Christine thinks, as the parent, it's your job to be more of the adult in a situation with your kids. And she says, you are forever their parent, forever, no matter what age they are. I completely agree with Christine. Cody is acting like a child. He's acting very immature and his kids are actually more emotionally intelligent and more self-aware than he is. And they are behaving more like the adults in this situation. And as a parent, it doesn't matter if your kid is 18, 50, 20, you are still always going to be a parent to your child, whether they're a grown ass adult or not. And also you are still responsible as a parent for the relationship with your child. Janelle comments that she thinks in Cody's perfect world, she would have stood with him against her kids. And when she wouldn't, he then lost his crap like it's all her fault. Janelle says the conversation with Cody and her boys still hasn't happened to this day. There is still nothing. He has a slight relationship, a little bit of conversation, just a little bit with Garrison. But there is still no reconciliation really with any of them and he still hasn't had the conversation to this day. Janelle says this is her saying she just doesn't want him in her life anymore and he is not going to be at her house. And honestly, she says she doesn't care if she ever interacts with Cody again at this point now where she is. 
Go Janelle, good for her. There's one last clip to go and it is of Cody and Mary's breakup. Mary tells Cody in the scene that she knows that he is capable of loving her and Cody responds of performing my duty, that he's capable of performing his duty, not of loving her. And Mary laughs at him and she tells him he has loved her and she knows that. And Cody tells Mary she wants something that they can't have together. They can always have something else, but not that. And Cody says he sits there feeling like it's ridiculous to stay in a duty-bound marriage. And Mary doesn't think it's fair to either of them. Mary tries to speak. She says her intention and Robin cuts Mary off as usual. She can't even speak and use her voice in her own breakup conversation. Robin cuts Mary off to make this about her. She cries and she says she was hanging on with her. Mary tells Robin to let it go. It's not what Robin wants. And Mary says it's not what she wants. And Cody says it's not what he wanted either. Liar. Mary comments on that scene and she really wishes that Cody would take some sort of accountability. Preach. She wishes that Cody would say that he loved her as much as he could in the past with who they were back then in the past, that he did love her, and then he would admit that he realized that he didn't love her later and leave it at that. Mary says it's not fair for her to watch him have a marriage relationship with Robin while she is just in the shadows, never able to have an emotional or intimate relationship ever again. And Cody says he was a little harsh in saying he wasn't in love with Mary, but he says it was because Mary beat the love out of him over the first year of their marriage. Cody says from the start, he and Mary had lots of problems. He couldn't fix them and he didn't know what to do. And in his religion, divorce wasn't an option in his world. So diluting the relationship, adding another wife was the only option. And Cody had thought he needed another wife because he couldn't spend all of his time with Mary. Mary finds it interesting that Cody is saying that this isn't what he wanted either at the end of that breakup conversation. Because in her mind, she wondered why he didn't try for something more than. Cody says he didn't want his family breaking up. He didn't want failed marriages. He didn't want all of the dysfunction that he has experienced with these ladies over 20 years. Mary says Cody seems like a completely different person now than the Cody of 10, 12, 14, or even 20 years ago. Mary says she is not willing to be married to this person anymore, so she is not. Next in the clip, Robin does her porch monologue. She's very tearful and she is moved emotionally watching it back where she's talking about the porch and the patios and the grandkids. And Cody says there are no victims in this family other than being victims of their own choices and their own mistakes. And Cody says it's sad and sadness makes him angry He says, it's all right, it's over, but they'll be okay. And Robin says, they screwed up, they screwed up so bad, all of them. Yeah, but she fails to admit that it's mainly she and Cody, though. Robin exhales, and you could tell she's really trying to work up the tears. And she says, it's just so dumb what they let happen to their family. 
she would know she and her husband are the main contributors to the family's demise. Robin says they didn't communicate enough. They weren't looking at each other with charity and love. And Robin complains that they weren't following their family mission statement. She says they let the ease of living apart drive them apart from each other. They let COVID drive them apart. They held on to their grudges and they didn't let them go. Robin continues that they let fear drive them. They let jealousy drive them. They let selfishness drive them. Pot, meat, kettle. And Robin declares, we failed. She says they screwed up and Robin says they're going to have to live with that. They all will have to live with it. Yes, but mostly Robin and Cody. Why doesn't Robin just take this opportunity to be accountable and to be honest and to admit that her favoritism is a problem and it was a huge problem for the other wives and kids in a plural family where a plural husband is expected to meet the needs and be present with all of the wives and kids and not just the favorite wife and her kids. What's with this we shit? We did this. This is on Cody primarily and it's also on Robin. Robin contributed to this and they are the main contributors to the dysfunction of the family. This is on Cody, who picked a favorite wife. He consciously refused to meet the needs and responsibilities as a plural husband for all of his kids and all of his wives. Cody was more than capable, if he chose to do so, to be a plural husband and to do his best to do things fairly and equally. And he intentionally decided not to. So... He promised these women that he could do it, that he could shoulder the responsibilities of being a plural husband and father to all of them. He promised that he could handle it. And when he married these women, he agreed to consciously always choose to be fair and equal with all of them, even if it's hard. Instead, he intentionally neglected his family, the family he refers to as the obstacles to his goals in life. And that's not what the ex-wives signed up for when they married this selfish, egotistical clown. And this is not on coronavirus. It's not on the jealousy. It's not on the grudges. And if Robin wants to mention the family's selfishness, look in the mirror, sweetheart. And for fuck's sake, fix those eyebrows. That does it for this episode. I'll be back next week for part one of Christine and David's wedding special. I am so here for that. I love love and I love that we get to see Christine be happy and loved the way she deserves. Christine showed us the hardest moments of her life and now she is showing us one of the most wonderful moments of her life and Christine deserves this. I am so here for it and I wish her a lifetime of love and happiness. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.